I'm Chris Reback. This is Working Capital Conversations. As we approach the depths of the Christmas buying season, today we head straight to the core of holiday spirit, e-commerce and online shopping. Chances are, if you're shopping this season, or really any day of the year, you do some, if not all of it, online. Few industries are bigger than e-commerce, with online sales expected to break $400 billion within three years. As the sector grows, new players and new models will challenge the longtime leaders. One of those newcomers, one with an incredible amount of momentum behind it, is Jet. Jet has grabbed lots of headlines since its July launch, some for its recent new round of funding that put its valuation at the magical $1 billion mark, some for its innovative business model, which we'll get into, but also some attention for a quick retreat off one of the key parts of that business model, its membership fee. So where does Jet stand? What are they doing right? And like any new business, what needs to change quickly? And what's it like competing in a massive and growing space, but one that already includes massive and growing players like Amazon and Walmart? Liza Landsman is Jet's chief customer officer, and she joins me now. Liza, thank you for taking the time. So what's the Christmas shopping season like at an e-commerce startup that recently closed a new round of funding? Things uh, pretty quiet around there, I assume. <laughs> yeah, um, it's been a great season for us so far. Um, pretty exciting. Our inaugural, you know, uh, holiday season, just a little over 100 days after launch. So we're like right in the belly of the beast. Um, it's been great. Uh, I think you've probably seen a lot of data in the market that it's a great year for e-commerce. So, you know, up 10 to 15% versus last year um, versus the you know, overall market that's a little up, but not up nearly at that rate. Um, for us, obviously, it's our first season, so we don't have a last season to compare to. Um, but we have seen our sales growing tremendously, our repeat rates climbing, um, just some, you know, quick hits on data Our you know, in our, in our lengthy history since our launch at the end of July, our best sales day ever was the Tuesday before Black Friday. And then Thanksgiving beat that. And then Black Friday beat that. And then Cyber Monday beat that. And then actually just this last Friday beat that. Um, and it's early in the day today, Monday, but um, looks like we might be on pace to beat that still. And so we're seeing this build of momentum um, just in terms of top-line sales while we're still holding pace on great important metrics for us like size of basket, repeat rate, um, and people taking advantage of our our special sauce, which is our our smart cart platform. Yeah, and I want to ask you about that smart cart platform, sure. of course. And and just you know, in case you're you know later tonight, it's like eleven fifty nine, and you're you know let's call it twenty five dollars short of of breaking the new record. Give me a call, and I'll you know log on quickly and and buy something. If you know if if you need that last twenty five, <laughs> just know that I, I'm good for I that. I appreciate that. You and my mom together. Okay, together. So fine, twelve and a half bucks. I can I can handle that. It's, uh, serious question: Launching or quasi-launching, or you know, so quickly, so soon, and near a Christmas season. In a serious way, is that like 
crazy and the the worst thing ever? Or in some ways, is it, you know, might as well jump into the deep end and we're learning all sorts of stuff really quickly. And so we can make changes even sooner than we otherwise might have if we had, you know, I mean, obviously you had four or five months in a, in a slower yeah. time of year, but um, is it, is it a good thing being, you know, so quickly into a Christmas season or, uh, or yeah, are you no, just I, cursing? Look, I, I think on balance, it's been great for us. I mean, for some of the reasons you, you cited, which is at the volume build, like we were just able to get so much data so much quickly, so quickly, so much learning. Um, obviously, you know, many, you know, sort of companies with longer histories, like you need to start holiday season planning in, in early January, early February. Yeah. Um, so there is some ramp time for that. Um, and I think for us, we have actually so far, you know, it's, we're we're not through the season yet. We have come through pretty pretty well, just purely operationally. Um, would it have been nice just to have you know we have our service reps, our, our we call our jet heads, get you know top marks from customers. We have NPS scores in the low fifties, and the the you know sort of quality of care they're getting from our service reps is one of the things that's a standout. That said, would it be nice, just given you know how quickly we've had to hire folks in, to have more tenured people on during our first season, just so they could have had the experience of, you know, being around the block a few more times with us before all this volume hit? I think that would have been terrific. Um, but on the flip side, um, we're really you know getting kind of to test our metal pretty quickly. Um, in a season where people are are tending to be really engaged with shopping and e-commerce. And so it's been a great way for us to kind of pressure test a lot of the things that we built for scale really quickly. Um, And I think, you know, in general, we're coming through really, really strongly. But yeah, as a a planful human being, would I have liked another three or four months of planning before the holidays? Absolutely. But the learning that doing it in real time, um, is invaluable. Yeah, I, I bet it's a it's a good trade off. And you know, for your next launch, for the the next time Jet launches, you guys can <laughs> do it with with more time. So, so talk to me a little bit about the model. Talk to me about um, please the differentiations and and what what Jet offers and kind of how you build and and what you offer customers or or members. Do you still think of them as members? To, you know, there was a, a membership. Yeah, yeah go, so, so about that and, and and work the smart cart in there a little bit for me as well because that's obviously a key feature. Sure. So um, at its heart, Jet, um, which has, we hope, a brand that consumers love and respond to both emotionally and rationally, um, but emotionally in particular, is actually doing something super unsexy below the waterline, right, which is our secret sauce. And that is we are re-engineering supply chain. So, you know, sort of typical marketplace, everything you add to your basket, there's a, a retailer that wins that item and that gets sort of put in your bag and forgotten, if you will. What we are actually doing with our large network uh, of merchant and retail and brand partners is every time a consumer and our, our member add something to their cart, we are looking at the totality of things in their basket and dynamically looking for 
the best combination of providers who can give the consumer the best price, largely through a combination of shortest shipping distance and fewest number of shipments. Because what most consumers don't realize is there's a tremendous amount of hidden costs, which are largely shipping and logistics, embedded into the price of goods sold. So most of the time when you think you're getting free shipping, you're not. You're just paying for it in the price of goods. And this is important in the model because we're letting our, our retail and brand partners use a rules engine on the back end to determine exactly how much they want to sell a product for based on a combination of things, who the consumer is, where the consumer is, how many other items they might win in the basket. So they get very predictable, very positive bottom line performance. And we're doing all the hard work for the consumer of pulling all those costs out and passing those savings on to the consumer. So that's what we call sort of smart cart. Uh, from a consumer perspective, what they see is savings increasing magically in real time as we figure out the incremental variable cost efficiency. Those are words you'll never see on our website. <laughs> you are a marketer. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And just showing that to the consumer through very gamified experience. And we do that across the whole savings journey. So another embedded cost is many retailers and brands build in a percentage in the cost of the product for how many times that product is typically returned. Um, and we allow consumers to say, you know what, I'm, I don't think I'm going to return this. So I'm going to waive my right to free return. They get a little more savings. You know what, at the end of my shopping journey, um, you know, we sort of expose some of the other levels, levers of cost in e-commerce. So cost us more to process credit cards than debit. If you pay with your debit card, we're going to pass those savings on to you. So all across the journey, we're just squeezing out. We're finding these incremental ways to save. Um, and so for the consumer, um, what we want you to feel is at every step of the way, we're kind of working on your behalf to find all of the potential savings and pass them back to you. The model shift for us came about six weeks after launch. We'd originally concepted the, the consumer value proposition as pay a $50 fee um, and get access to the platform with all the things that we just talked about. Um, and we thought coming out of our closed beta that it was going to take a while for consumers to figure out how to use all of those secret sauce levers I just talked about. Yeah. And so we, w in order for them to achieve attractive savings, we thought sort of a minimum of about 10%, 5 to 10%, depending on the consumer, that we would have to pass back the commissions we were receiving from our retailer and brand partners um, out of the gate, right? So just decrease the starting price of the product in order for consumers to achieve that because we didn't think they'd learn how to use the engine that quickly. Turned out for us that, you know, pretty quickly out of the gate, um, about 95% of baskets that had more than one product in it had some sort of smart cart savings. We're taking advantage of it, whether it was quantity savings, so ordering multiple smart carts, so you know, buying things that go together because they can be shipped together, payment savings, any of those savings types, and that they were achieving even greater savings levels. And we realized we could still provide that attractive 5 to 10% savings rate without having to charge the fee. And so in our minds, we quickly pivoted and said, this is a win all the way around. We can get ac give access to more consumers by removing the gate of the fee. We can 
actually bring more retailers onto the platform who typically don't come onto marketplaces because they don't want discounted starting prices to begin with. And for our investors, we can actually increase our return long term. So when you get all those things, all those arrows pointing up, um, you know, one of the great things about working at a nimble startup is that you can pivot without, you know, convening the UN Security Council. <laughs> yeah, and that was—I mean, it was a big—that uh, that was a big change. But obviously, as you're, you know, as you're pointing out, it was based on, uh, you know, to to whatever extent, based on what was actually going on yeah, with, yeah. Uh, you know, with customers, with consumers in in the market. From from a marketing point of view, so you just it, there's a lot going on that you've just described, right? There's a there's this massive model algorithm, whatever you want to call it, that's dynamically determining what do you have in your cart, who are you, where are you, where is everything coming from, how can I, you know, where where can various levers of savings come from? At the same time, you're introducing a new brand. At the same time, you you know, as you stated a moment ago, you one of your goals is you'd like folks to emotionally connect with the brand. Which you know is hard enough with you know uh, brands that have been around for a while. Um, you know, cha- big challenge with a new brand. Um, I assume on some level you're looking to grow the funnel, grow the number of customers who are kind of giving you a try. So prioritize for me. I mean, there's so many different things: customer service and the customer experience and the the buying journey that you discussed. How you know what? How are you prioritizing? What what what's go? You know what's going well? What do you wish that uh, were going a little bit better? How do you think about all that? Yeah, sure. Um, so obviously. Uh I, I don't, in my head at least, I don't decouple growth from customer engagement and attachment um, because growth without engagement and attachment to me is sort of the moral equivalent of like empty calories and no lean protein, right? It's not a, it's not a sustainable energy source. Um, and so growth is very important to us, but growth in the right way, right? And so you'll see we're we're about to this month, um, bring on our our two millionth member. Um, And we've retained the membership model because we think it's important for people to feel like they're part of a movement brand, they're part of a community, um, they're engaged with our loyalty platform. And these are all things that one does as a member, regardless of whether there's a fee or not. Um, I think the most important thing for us as we've set out to drive, you know, fast-paced, aggressive growth, is that, you know, this is a marathon, not a sprint, right? We want these customers to come back over and over again. We want them to fall a little bit more in love every time. And so a lot of things that I just walked you through in terms of the underlying model and what we're doing below the waterline are expressed to consumers through the experience in a very gamified way, right? We don't tell you okay, please hunt for all of the things that logistically could be shipped together. We actually give you visual signals on the site of these are the things that that go together, Mm -hmm. right? We don't tell you, you know, through words, yes, we are dynamically calculating the incremental variable cost efficiency through logistics improvement, we actually just show you your savings ratcheting up in real time on the site, right? So a lot of it we really try and bias toward in the experience, show, not tell, right? In the marketing, we've really tried to boil this stuff down to its core messages, which are savings without sacrifice, meaning you're getting great value without having to give up on elevated design, quality service, or great products. 
Um, and we give you just some of the basic building blocks, like, you know, bigger baskets, bigger savings, um, savings opportunity across the journey, right? Very straightforward. Um, one of the things that we also do as part of the experience that consumers are really responding to um, is that we have simplified search, meaning we are really trying to build a universal catalog for the internet. So if on other marketplaces you search on, you know, bounty paper towels, select a size, they're going to have, you know, 18 different versions of the same, the same exact product appear yep. on the search page. And you have to sort out what's the best combination of like price versus shipping versus timing. We just show you like that one product. If you want it, put it in your basket. We'll, we'll figure out what's the absolute best price combined with all the other stuff you're buying. You don't have to actually do that complicated math. And we think sort of that constant rinse and repeat of we're working for you, we're on your side, and, and the tonality um, that we bring to all of our communications, whether it's on the site, in social, in branding, all of our content is really, um, you know, we say e-commerce by humans for humans. Right. Yeah. It's like talking to another person who also um, shops and, you know, doesn't take it too seriously, doesn't want to waste time, but also wants a little bit of whimsy in their life because um, we recognize that there, there's both a functional um, aspect of shopping. And for many, there's also a little bit of dopamine kick, both because you're, you know, buying fun stuff or you're buying utilitarian stuff. But, um, you know, everyone, no matter how prosperous, likes to feel like they're getting a good deal and doing things in a slightly smarter way. And, and that's the feeling we want to evoke with the experience and with our marketing. Yeah, we, we all like good value. Very, very quickly, uh, because we, we need, I know we need to uh, close up. So, so those are the customers. We've talked a little bit about the vendors. Talk to me quickly about um, the investors. You recently closed uh, the $350 million fund. Uh, from what I've been reading, there may be a little bit more to come. Um, but, but how is the message being taken in the event, in the investor community? And, and what is that doing to, uh, you know, to your business and, and next stages for you guys? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, this round led by Fidelity, um, great partner. Um, we we're excited to have them in. Uh, lots of our, our leads from the last round are in as well. Folks from the board all re-upped, which was great. Um, and we're really lucky to have such a, a talented group of investors sitting around our table. I mean, I think the big takeaways, um, as we've been out talking to investors um, as part of this round, is really, um, what, yes, what we're doing is actually disruptive and a very new way to think about e-commerce. Um, yes, um, it absolutely is challenging to be thinking about entering a space that is so dominated by one player. I think our point of view and certainly the point of view of our investors is e-commerce is growing so much. And it, well, as big as it is now, it's still less than 10% of all retail. Yeah, and so, you know, it, it's, it would be very short-sighted to think of it as a winner-take-all um, space. And so, you know, our view is that most of the innovation um, that has occurred over the last 20 years has been very focused um, on specialization and speed and almost none on price, which is where most of the U.S. population 
makes its buying choices. So to be able to deliver innovation on price, but with a brand that people love, um, we and our investors agree is a breakout big business opportunity. Liza Landsman is Chief Customer Officer at Jet, uh, the online and shopping and e-commerce world. Uh, a A big pie, growing bigger. Liza, thank you for your time. Thanks, Chris. I'm Chris Reback. This is Working Capital Conversations.